Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello. Welcome back to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the other humans. Gosh, they're a pain, aren't they? (laughs) It can really look like they can make us angry or anxious or insecure or sad. Is that true, though? Today, we're going to take a closer look at those other humans and see what's going on with them. The annoying ones, not the awesome ones like me and you, because we are definitely perfect and the problem is the other people, right? Is that true though? Today we're going to look at the ways that we are all the same. What's working the same way for every single one of us, no exceptions. And then we're going to look at what's different for us all. Then we'll put it together to see how understanding the mechanics of the other humans can help us live more peaceful lives with them. And we'll look at how we can come to our interactions and relationships with each other from a fresh place. Ready? Off we go then. So let's look at how we are all the same. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, all experience our life through our thinking. Our experience of life is created by our thoughts and brought to life in that moment. We feel whatever we are thinking about in that moment. We feel the thoughts we are thinking. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, are all doing the best we can in each moment, given our thinking that looks real to us, even if that best looks hurtful or horrid to others. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, we are all experiencing the continuous fluctuation of mood or state of mind, if you want to call it that, or level of consciousness, if you want to call it that. It doesn't matter what you call it. We're all swimming in and out of clarity all day long, even if we don't know it. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, are all, all of us, perfectly fine and peaceful by nature. The only thing ever covering up our innate peace and well-being is our thoughts. Now, people can bristle at this bit, and I get that because I did too, but I'd love you to just hold that lightly for this episode. We can talk more about the innate piece of all the other humans another time, and how that relates to those who do really incredibly evil things, okay? So give me the benefit of the doubt for now. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, are all lived by the impersonal and benevolent energy of nature. The nature that spins the planets and does cool shit like grow trees, change the seasons, and creates life. All humans, Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you, 
have access to common sense, wisdom and insight. Whether we use it or not is another matter. How this works never changes. It is a constant, like gravity. Gravity doesn't start working in a different way for someone who has had lots of falls or who has dropped lots of things or if they have used gravity (laughs) to throw bricks onto the heads of little bear cubs or something. (laughs) Gravity is impersonal. It just is. And how we work just is. No matter what happens to a person, their experience will never, never be created another way. They will never be powered in any other way. Okay, so we have nearly 8 billion people bopping around on the planet, all having experiences which are created by their own thinking, all having moods going up and down, and all with the ability for insights and fresh thinking. All of that bit is unchanging. It's always happening. It's always working that way. We can rely on that, just like we rely on gravity. That's how we are all the same, how each of us experiences life, all the same, through our moment-to-moment thinking. Okay, so far, so good. And here's where we're different. The thinking bit. The bit that's constantly in flux. Thought. Oh, thought. Such a mind-boggling, infinite, creative, uncontrollable tool. How did we get something so awesome? but somewhat unruly. (laughs) Each of us has our own completely unique, bespoke, personalised thought system, or thought filter, or algorithm, if you like, whatever. This is the layers and layers and layers and layers of complex conditioning, influence and experiences that we've all been exposed to since we were born. There is no one, no one, in the world who is like you, who thinks exactly like you and who has your experience of life. No one will experience life the way you do. Isn't that kind of cool? So let me stick with the algorithm illustration to get a bit clearer on this. Not only do we have our own unique thought algorithm, but our relationship with the output of this algorithm can change and will differ from person to person. We all have an algorithm working. The mechanics of the algorithm are the same for us all. We have thoughts, we feel our thoughts. The algorithm is not only in place, but is working the same for all humans. Donald Trump, the Dalai Lama, your ex-partner, me and you. Is that getting boring and repetitive? (laughs) Oh, you were over it the first time, were you? Okay. So the architecture of the algorithm, the components of it, are all the same for all of us, right? But the content, the output, the results, I guess, of the algorithm are infinitely variable for each one of us because we have all had different experiences. We've watched millions of different videos if we're going to use the YouTube algorithm to fatten up this metaphor. (laughs) And all of those different videos have informed what the algorithm will show us next. And then we have our relationship with the videos, with the content, our relationship with our thinking. 
Now, this is what we're exploring on the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. We're taking a fresh look at that algorithm and understanding it. And then this naturally changes our relationship with it when we see more around how it works. For example, if your algorithm shows you a really rubbish looking video next, some of us will have a sense that we can skip that one. And some of us will think that we have to watch whatever comes up and that the video means something and it's personal to us. This is our relationship with our thinking. Now, are you with me so far? I really want this to be simple, so don't overthink it as best you can. (laughs) Let's take an example of someone who is scared of dogs versus someone who loves dogs. So these two people were born with the same beliefs and thoughts about dogs, which is to say, none. (laughs) They were a blank slate ready to be scribbled on by life. A dry sponge ready to soak up the moisture of experience (laughs) or something not gross sounding. Then through attention, influences and exposures created bit by bit throughout their lives, these people build meaning around dogs. One may have had an experience with a dog which made them fearful or had a parent that was fearful for example and the other may have grown up with the cutest, kindest, sweetest dog and has nothing but fondness and love for all dogs. And then of course there would be infinite nuances in between, such as someone who only likes big dogs or someone who only likes quiet dogs that don't smell, like greyhounds. That one's me. Who is right? Are dogs scary or are dogs awesome? Well, neither's right. There is no right. Dogs are not objectively anything. There is only our individual, personalised experience of a dog, (laughs) created by many touch points over our lives, brought to us via our thinking, and constantly evolving. So then, there is the person's relationship to their thinking about dogs. Say the person who is scared of dogs has the thought, that dog in the park is going to pounce at me, rip out my jugular and maul me to death. Their relationship to that thought will have an impact on their experience too. And that is also infinitely nuanced. On one day, they may see this thought as silly and unlikely, but will take a wide berth of the pooch in the park anyway. On another day, they may feel that it could actually happen and they flee. On another day, they will laugh it off and just get on with their journey through the park. Or as part of their dog algorithm and as part of their relationship to thought, if they have any thought other than thinking dogs are dangerous and must be avoided, they dismiss that and latch back onto their original thought. This is how people get caught and seemingly stuck in patterns of thought and habits. Can you see what I'm saying here? Now, substitute dog for anything in the world. Substitute dog for cat, ethnicity, gender, employment, gluten-free bakeries, music, travel, how to treat people, exercise, health, parenting, podcasts, sex, climate change, crime, anxiety, and anything and everything else. Each of us is seeing the world through the lens of these intricate and complex layers of thought which are always on the move and always being replaced. Understanding how we all work, how we all experience life, can transform our interactions and relationships with the other humans. 
seeing that we all experience life through our moment-to-moment thinking and that thinking is endlessly variable and constantly on the move and it's informed by our own 100% individual thought algorithm. Seeing all that is very powerful. This is sometimes referred to in this field that I coach from as separate realities, but I don't like the word separate as I think there's enough perceived separation in the world. So let's call it unique realities. Each one of us, each one of us is living in an entirely unique reality (laughs) from everyone else. And that's because our reality is only ever thought created and our thought algorithm is completely unique. Okay, how are we doing? Are you with me? Okay, so what? Why are we even talking about this? Well, not understanding the operating system of humans gets us into all sorts of strife and needless suffering. Let's be honest, how many of us, without really questioning it, have thought that either, one, Other people do see things as we do, so we are baffled or angry or upset by their reactions and responses to things when they don't match what we expect them to do, given that we think they think the same as us. Got it? (laughs) Or two, if we know they don't see things the way we do, but we think they should, because we are clearly right, our perspective is the only one that makes sense and anyone that doesn't agree is ill-informed or a moron or probably both. A simple example of this I see a lot is in dating with my friends, my clients and myself. (laughs) Part of endless WhatsApp group chats dissecting the meaning of gift selection, the time elapsed between messages, choice of punctuation, message cadence and a zillion other things, (laughs) which we can just never know. We never know what they mean. It's unknowable, but kind of fun to make it up sometimes. (laughs) We all have our made up unique reality of what stuff means in dating. So some common examples are um, if the other person messages every day that must mean they like me. If they put a heart in their message (laughs) that must mean they like me. If they ghost me it's because I'm ugly, right? Now this is absolute rubbish. I put hearts in my messages all the time even in response to New Zealand Post saying my parcel is on its way. It doesn't mean that I like the person any more than I like New Zealand Post. I'm also rubbish at messaging every day, even if I really, really like the person. And I once did ghost someone, and it was because I was consumed with existential angst and low self-esteem. It was nothing to do with the other person, who actually seemed awesome, so awesome that I freaked out. Now, this was before I understood how my brain works, but this is a judgment-free zone around here, so ghosters are welcome. Now, can you see what I mean? We are all making up what other people's um, behaviours and responses and words mean. We're making it up. This is a problem when we take our thinking seriously about another person reacting to their thinking taken seriously. When our thinking is a transient, arbitrary, uncontrollable stream of chatter from layers of conditioning that we had no say over. (laughs) Isn't this nuts? I've had friends or clients vow to take dating sabbaticals because a person wasn't responding every day, which they assumed means they weren't interested, which is not necessarily the case, 
Or some get haircuts and Botox after another ghosting, thinking it's about them. Can we stop this madness? Expecting people to behave in a certain way, at home, at work, when driving at rush hour, when calling customer service, expecting people to behave in a certain way leads to disconnection, discomfort, a lot of fucking around, and fundamental misery from all the erroneous meaning-making we're doing when we have no friggin' idea what their unique reality is. What if we come to see that not only should the other people not see things the way we do, but in fact, they can't see things the way we do. It's impossible. This really opens things up to have a cool, interesting, joyous interaction with the other humans. When we come from the place that they don't and can't see how we see, we're more likely to move to curiosity or compassion or at least stop creating misery in our mind. We are all living in our made-up, fleeting, arbitrary thoughts about the other person. Even if you think you're being calm and reasonable and sensible, you have no control whatsoever on how that person is picking up what you're putting down. (laughs) And they have no control over it either. Say you find a time to speak calmly to your teen about their missing curfew. You think you're being fair and reasonable and you can't understand why they are pissed off and unresponsive when you are so respectful and kind, huh? But they aren't hearing what you're saying. They are hearing their own thoughts, which will be informed by a zillion things outside of the control of both of you. Honestly, when we see it this way, it's a wonder like that any of us get anything done and collaborate on anything or build any kind of relationship when we realise that we're only ever responding to our uncontrollable thoughts about another person. It's kind of no wonder that there's so much conflict in the world when we see that. Okay, let's look at a couple of quick examples of what's going on when it seems like the other person is causing your anxiety or stress. So a client is curt to the point of rudeness. They don't seem to listen very well and they're always making changes to the project scope. It seems like they are causing your anxiety because the way they are behaving makes you live in fear of getting fired at any minute. If they were different, you wouldn't feel this way, right? Your girlfriend doesn't seem very engaged and you think she's about to break up with you. You feel anxious and insecure. If she wasn't behaving that way, you wouldn't feel so anxious, right? Hmm. In both situations, the bad feeling of stress, anxiety and insecurity is created by... What? Come on, if you've been following along with the Inner Peace and other cool shit podcasts so far, you'll know where feelings come from. So say it with me. In both situations, the bad feeling of stress and anxiety and insecurity is created by... (laughs) Your thoughts! We've explored in previous episodes how the shittier the feeling, the less clarity we have. The shittier the feeling, the more we're believing a bunch of mistrustful thoughts. A shitty feeling tells us our thinking can't be trusted. But if my client didn't behave like that, or my girlfriend didn't behave like that, I wouldn't have those anxious, insecure or stressful thoughts, we say. But that's because of the meaning that you're innocently making about their behaviour which is a result of their own variable thinking. And the meaning you are making is thought created too, 
which means it's also unstable and variable. We are all living in unique realities, responding to our real seeming thoughts about the other person's response to their real seeming thoughts. (laughs) Can you see how this all gets us into a really big mess when we're all experiencing completely different, variable, transient thoughts and then responding to them? In the examples of the client and the girlfriend, it's possible that the client does want to fire you and it's possible that your girlfriend does want to dump you, but these are only two possibilities of infinite things which could be going on. But let's say those are your worst outcomes. That's okay. Even if they happen, you'll be moved through the experience and new thoughts will come to mind. Yes, it will probably suck for a bit, but then you'll be moved through with new experience. I've talked about this in previous episodes, so if you think I'm being a bit cavalier about the shitness of being fired and dumped, I don't mean to be. Check out the episodes on um, your experience is always moving, when a bad thing happens, and the catastrophizing one to go into that a bit more. Okay, back to real life. So you have no freaking idea what's going on with your client or your girlfriend. None. If you allow your mind to settle it will make sense what to do next. Maybe you have a chat to them, maybe not, who knows. But you'll know when your judgment isn't clouded by made up erroneous thinking. Okay, let's see what we can do to try this out a bit more in our own lives. So see if you can get on board with the unique realities thing, even just trying it on and experimenting with it. Like if this was true, how could that change your interactions with people? What if you didn't need to take other people's words and actions personally at all, ever? Because it's never about you. It's about their thinking in the moment, which is informed in their completely unique way, which you'll never know. What if we expected that others see things differently from us and expected that they will respond and react differently and react in their own way that we can't hope to understand? What if, just like you are, they are always experiencing their own thoughts in the moment? Thoughts that come and go, thoughts that look real to them. What if they are doing stuff and reacting and responding in a way that makes complete sense to them, given what they are thinking in that moment, even if it doesn't make any sense to you? When you find yourself thinking, oh, well, they shouldn't have said that, or they should have handled that differently, Well, what if we all considered that if they could have, they would? What about considering that if you'd had the exact same experiences and the exact same thoughts as that other person, you would do or say or act in exactly the same way? How's anxious Alice doing? Now, Alice has a bunch of humans that she interacts with regularly, including a teen, a younger child, a husband, a team of colleagues, a boss, her boss's boss, her boss's boss's boss, friends of various closeness, neighbours, a parent, a couple of siblings, and a gaggle of other humans in her book club that she just joined two weeks ago. Anxious Alice can see where she has definitely thought that the other humans cause her anxiety, especially her boss and her colleagues, and especially one of the people in the book club who doesn't use a smiley face emoji in the group chat, which Alice took to mean that they don't like her. Now, Alice is curious about the notion of unique realities. 
given what she's been seeing and learning so far she follows the show with us she knows to play with this one she doesn't get it yet she can't see yet how her teen isn't causing her anxiety and she can't see yet how her husband can possibly genuinely think differently to her when it comes to visiting her mother if not just to wind her up on purpose she can't fathom why her boss would email her at the weekend if they had any respect for her whatsoever and they therefore must think that alice is incompetent and needs to work harder and maybe she'll be fired because why else would they do it why else indeed alice what a cool question to ponder very lightly why else would someone do something that we don't agree with hmm alice grimaces slightly knowing that i'm going to say something about them experiencing their thinking in the moment that's completely unique to them and she stops me look i'll sit with this okay you don't need to go on about it anymore okay noted alice i'll shut up and let you sit with it okay i would love for you to take a look at your relationships with people in your life and see what you see around the concept of unique realities when we have an understanding of how all humans work and we understand how we each live in our own completely unique thought created reality it can really change our interactions and relationships with each other when we get more and more of a feel that each of us is just experiencing whatever we're thinking about one moment to the next and that these thoughts are largely uncontrollable it can open up a space that was formerly filled with our hasty reactions it may not make sense to feel offended or upset or angry by other people when we see that they are only doing what makes sense to them given their thinking in the moment even if we don't agree unless the other person is in the type of conversation that we're having on the show about the true nature of how humans work it's likely that they have a strong relationship with their thoughts whereas perhaps your relationship with what you think may be loosening a little as you listen to this stuff and take a fresh look yourself it also may not make sense to feel offended upset or angry when we see that our thoughts about their reaction to their thoughts is also just a fleeting moving experience this sounds really freeing to me i'd love you to play with this a little in your life <laughs> i'm quite sure that you won't have to wait long before you feel a feeling that looks like it's being caused by another human and if you're struggling with this kind of thing come and say hello to me on instagram at siobhan frail or swing by my website and we can have a little talk about it okay well thanks for hanging out with me today see you next time thank you so much for listening this is the part where i ask you to share review and subscribe to the show so if you go and do that i would absolutely love it if you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really come and share them with me on instagram at siobhan or visit me at siobhan see you next time